You're listening to the Mastering College to Career podcast, the show for first-generation and minority college students. Each episode will feature topics such as highlights and progress from students who have completed the MC2C mentoring program, networking opportunities, and unique insights and strategies from industry thought leaders. So, if you're looking for your guide to success, you're in the right place. Now, without further ado, let's get into the show. All right, welcome, welcome, welcome to this episode of the Mastering College to Career Podcast. And today we're going to have an amazing episode where we're going to be talking about the future of the workplace and how AI can impact the future of careers. And to do so, I have Gilda Alvarez with me today. Gilda, how are you today? I am doing wonderful. Thank you for inviting me. It's it's a pleasure. It is a pleasure. You're wonderful. And I just so excited that you're here and excited to start talking about this. But I want to ask you, why is this topic so important to you? It is. It is because the world is not aware of what's happening under the covers. You know, we went through so many revolutions. You know, we went through the industrial revolution, the technology, computing revolution. We are in the fourth industrial or the fourth revolution, and that is artificial intelligence. And in order for people that were back in the days, you know, uh, doing all the hard working in the in the rural farming. And then suddenly the industrial revolution came and they had to abandon all those farming jobs and concentrate in cities. The world changed for them. They had to go from their house into the small city, into the cities, and, and they grew in skills that they would have never been exposed to because they were planting and you know they're farming. That's what they used to do. What they had to learn in order to be capable of surviving in this industry was how to handle machines. Uh, so the steam power came, the uh, electric electricity came. We had to develop electric engineers, mechanical engineers. We had to develop so many skills in order to be able to fill the workforce. But right now we are in a time where all these jobs are being created. Right now, as we speak, many jobs are being created. People are getting one or two years of experience in jobs. And I want the people and the students, especially you know, young college students to see what these careers are so that they can focus all their energy into learning where to go after they graduate. You know, I think this is super interesting to me. And I first was brought aware by this by Andrew Yang. I don't know if you know who I'm talking about. Um, but Andrew Yang was a uh, somebody who was running for president for, for the Democratic Party. And he had wrote a book on, on this very specific topic. And he campaigned on this. And he talked a lot about how the, the two most common jobs in America are truck drivers and retail workers. And how there's already technology out there that can eliminate, like, you know, autonomous cars. And there's technology out there with self-checkouts that can eliminate those two jobs, right? And when I started listening to him, I it honestly felt like, well, you know, those jobs are like non-educated people in a sense that didn't go to college. That might not be apl applicable to college students, right? Like, I'm sure that there's going to be some college students that are affected by it. But for the mass majority, if you are in a, in a white collar, like knowledge-based job, you're going to be okay. 
but I think it was when we had a conversation before this podcast and you really brought awareness to be like, Hey, actually no college students are actually could be impacted or be impacted even more about it. And so kind of want to hear your thoughts on that. So, yeah, I started working with the alpha organization about five years ago, uh, pretty much reskilling a lot of the business majors because I saw the potential that they have to bring into the digital transformation. They have the business side, which is important to have, but the digital transformation brought a complete breaking of the window of infrastructural technology to where the business person has complete access of the technology, right? It goes, it's, it's a straight line where the consumer can now bring, get to the source and provide whatever product they have straight to the, to the client. So I started, one of the things that I feel that it's an important skill for people to have is to be able to manipulate data because data is what flows through all of the systems. It's kind of like the blood of the computing power. Data, besides the fact that the database engine is the brain, data is what lets you know what is happening in the business world. So it is important that like anybody that comes to the United States has to learn to speak English to be able to be a, a, a successful in the workforce. You have to learn to talk to data so that you can be successful in the business area. So what I started to do with the students at UCF was teaching them what is SQL. And they were like, um, I'm, I don't know what that, well, I'm going to teach you. I'm going to teach you how to speak this language because this is the language that you're going to learn to, this is one of the languages that you're going to learn to manipulate um, data, but it's going to help you um, have that first step, right? And one of the things that I started doing also was helping them understand how to visualize the data. And this is when artificial intelligence and the fourth industrial revolution comes to the picture. Right now, we need to train the people with those skills that will help you be able to be competitive out there when you're looking for a job in marketing and finance when you are exposed to all of this technology that you didn't think you would have to, what it's going to do is going to give you that competitive advantage over all of the other people, because guess what? You now bring the digital transformation with you, the tools for you being able to get to the product easily than any other person that does not know how to communicate with data. And we can start you know, talking about simple things like Excel, or we can get into systems like Power BI, Tableau, data visualization systems that are helping you through this, the future of technology to be able to do what you could have done or taken you hours with the click of a button. Now, this is the same pattern that is happening throughout computing in, in the world. This is not just you. This is not just a student. These are the 200 million professionals right now that are reskilling themselves to be able to have the skills to provide the same support they did 10 years ago. Technology moves so fast, so fast that many people are caught into, oh my gosh, now what I used to know and no longer applies. Yep, what you used to know no longer applies. So it, the, the idea of not only technology is needed for us to be able to prepare for the work of the future, 
but the concept that you will be a student for life because today is cloud computing, artificial intelligence. Tomorrow is quantum computing. So we are we're growing into a very exponential speed. And if we decide that we're going to be truck drivers or re in the retail industry, we are going to be pretty much laid off very, very soon. So that's, that, that is what I try to do with the students, trying to bring them awareness because you don't know what you don't know. And when I show them the path, okay, this is where you could go. This is, even if you're a, a, a business major, if you're in finance, if you are an MBA, if you many, many degrees, personally, I feel that only gives you a very small percentage of skills to be able to survive. Right. I do a presentation called Surviving the Digital Transformation, which I'm very specific. I go a little bit more technical into what technology and the future of technology. But I also go into the people that are in the computer science field or the people that are in the business field, because I feel that those fields are merging very fast. Yeah. And when they merge, they're going to have to learn to share with each other because a data engineer it's probably going to need a business analyst to understand what the business needs. And the scientists, the data scientists that can create the algorithms to make that business function are going to have to have a very important relationship in order for businesses to continue to grow. I think it's so interesting, everything you're saying, because it's something that I found uh, actually was brought awareness to that issue and, and how business students it's the big most universities most colleges of business are not teaching business students how to code and i think especially if you're a finance or accounting student and wanted to go work for one of the big four or consulting companies like it's such a those technical skills are so crucial and important and, and we have a mutual connection um I, I think he's i mean i know for a fact he's the person who connected us um we both mentor him uh louis guzman and i remember him as a student um, when he was a finance major, um, he did internships with RSM and now he also, he's working at Deloitte, right? Um, where your work, but he used to mention that there was nowhere where he can learn, uh, like his, the university did not have any resources for him to learn how to code or basic, um, Python or SQL. And I'm not really proficient in those languages. So maybe I messed them up, but, and I remember talking to the Dean of, uh, the Dean of the college. And I asked him about that and he said, um, we are working on that. I think his, his answer to us was um, Louis, the Lewises are the exception. Most students that come out of our, our college are not going to go work on those jobs. They, but as of right now, the Lewises are the exceptions. And so when we create a product, when, we, when, when they're creating courses and stuff, they're creating it for the masses. And so I think it's important for, Maybe what, what resources have you seen out there? If you are, if a college student is listening and they're understanding what you're saying and they're like, okay, well, my, my, I'm a business student, but there's no electives. There's no, no resources that I can see at my university to learn the skills. Where do you encourage them to go and look and, and, and get educated? Yes. So this is why I go to colleges, especially in the business area because I feel like they, the students are scared to jump into the 
computing or the computer science area. What I'm trying to tell them, I was not a computer science major. I, was, I only did a computer science minor. My degree was in information systems, okay? It helped me understand the way that information system work. But I, what they have is what I don't have, which is how the business work. So the importance, the job that they would make for them sense in, into this whole digital transformation would be something into the business analyst role. And I want to say, I, 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 I don't know how to put it in, in, in other words, but the degrees that many people are jumping in the business, especially in the masters, MBAs, and the PhDs, to me, are no return on investment. I do believe that you need to have a college degree and a bachelor, not necessarily because what they teach you, but because of the soft skills that you're gaining. And that is very important. So I do like the fact that many of your audience are going to college and learning all these things. But when, what reality is that they need to marry those skills to hard skills. A business analyst has to understand what the business does, but it also has to be able to write it technically to somebody that is trying to make that business function in the computing world. We take care of that part, but we need to learn to speak the same language, right? Understand what, what the, the platforms that your users are going to be going into, why they need to have that button there, why you should not have this thing results coming this way. Understanding a little bit about what the processes of a software is very important because at the end, you and I are talking on a Zoom. The world is communicating through a browser. We need to understand how businesses are right now in the time after COVID, how the digital transformation is changing all of this. And we cannot just sit down and expect the school to do it all for us. We need to go out there and look for those skills. One of the very important skills that I tell people that they need to learn is data visualization, learning a little bit more about Excel, learning a little bit more about Power BI, many platforms that are freely available and education freely available on many sites, Microsoft being one of them, Google being a very strong one of them. I think everybody needs to jump into who the drivers are of the digital transformation. Right now, you have three major players. You have the Microsofts, you have the Googles, and you have the Amazons. Those are the, the three drivers that will get you from point A to point B. Jump on those, and then from there, you transform your business or your company or whatever based on the company's overall uh, approach to the digital transformation, right? So I would recommend students to pick one first. If you wanna be in Microsoft, Power BI is an excellent visualization tool. Power Platform, uh, Power Apps, I'm sorry, is a, a, an amazing platform to, to create software without knowing how to code. Okay, without having any background in computer science, without having to code anything, you just have to click, drag, done. 
this is how you start building business business um because you are the you you are the business person you know where you're going to make a business model you know that the computing is all they're doing is here i'm going to give you the tools make it an application so that the world can see it and so that's what microsoft is bringing you what the 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 power apps which is a no code platform and uh so that you're not scared to the computer science of the world. Computer science is a very, it's a huge different monster that I want people to not be so scared about, but to, to learn that it's there and that we need the engineers to be able to make our business possible. But we need to learn to talk to the only thing that ties us together, which is the data. That's so incredible and like thoughtful and strategic, like definitely like if I can go back to college, like, so I'm not, I've, I've always kind of said this, I've, I'm not a like, book smart. I'm not like, it doesn't come natural to me. Right. Uh, I'm more of a street smartest kind of individual and learning and memorizing. It's, I had to work for my, I had to study like three times long, like three times I'm out than the average person did, but I, I do tend to agree like that, like even like the non-technical. Can I degrees. tell you one thing? Yeah, please. I can teach you SQL in 21 days. It doesn't take that long. It's, I guess it's but not, to your point, it, but it's in, that intimidation, right? It's, it's getting it, through it, that first step. And, of, that, and that's why I go and I teach these kids and I go through, I, I go from middle school. To be honest with you, we can teach this to middle schools. That's how easy should, it is. I think, I think it sh they should, right? And start however, that easy. However, I tried. Listen, I've been doing this for 10 years. So what I do as part of my volunteer work is I teach for free, right? So I've been going to middle schools and I notice that I don't have the attention of the... I, I build databases that are about um, the guys, you know, because you should play like, like girls' uh, schools. And the guys that have blue eyes. So I showed them how to how to build uh, uh, the language that says, "Give me all the guys that have blue eyes. Give me all the guys that are muscular." You know, I, I try to yeah. make it like a fun thing for these girls to pay attention and learn. But what happens is I teach them something that is interesting to them at the age of 12, 13, but then nobody does anymore. So yeah. they forget, you know? So the skills that I'm talking about is not the end of the world. It's very simple. Anybody can do it. Anybody can learn this. Makes sense. Makes sense. I, yeah, I, I think I think you're right. I think it's an interesting thing. And I also think like higher education itself is going to change a lot. And I do think like for, for most business degrees, right? Uh, for most jobs that require there's okay. Let me take this back. Most jobs don't require a particular business degree unless it's like accounting or, or even finance, which are both more technical business degrees. But to, to go to college for like finance, communication, or sorry, for go to college for marketing, communication, uh, English, and all things like that, I think college is not the best return on your investment. Mm -hmm. And if, if I can go back, you know, personally, I think I would sacrifice even if it took me an extra year to complete my, my bachelor's degree to go into a, a STEM field, because mm -hmm. I can still learn the soft skills outside of classroom and I can still go and go, go after those business jobs. But the, 
what I would learn gaining that technical ability is going to help me in, in, in just for the rest of my career. And another thing I want to point out too, like, I think it's just because you graduate doesn't mean you stop learning there. I know you mentioned this earlier too, like you should be a lifelong student and evolving and preparing yourself. And there's so many great ways for you to do that and educate yourself that an easy one is um, listening to audiobooks. I mean, that's how I like get better in my soft skills, but um, definitely be learning and keeping up with the technology. I think is very important. Hey, you made it to the middle of the episode. Let's take a break to tune in to how one of the mentees used insight from Daniel and the Master in Kasha Career Academy to help them take steps towards their dream job or internship. Hi everyone, it's Tiffany and I just got a new position as a packaging graphic designer for a home decor company in New York City. Believe it or not, I was able to get this job in the midst of a pandemic and it's all thanks to Daniel and the Master in College to Career Academy program. I've learned everything from staying connected with industry professionals, rebranding my LinkedIn, and even interview prep through with this academy. So definitely go sign up. You don't have to go through your job search alone. And there is a network of other students looking for their dream job and industry experts waiting for you. This student's testimony is just one of thousands who have landed a position in their dream career. So if you're interested in joining the Academy alongside these successful mentees, schedule a strategy call with Daniel today at www.masteringcollegetogareer.com forward slash strategy call. And now let's get back to the episode. I want to ask you on what type of jobs that are maybe popular now, but you think 10 years from now or six years from now will no longer be done by a human. It would be taken over by some sort of technology or AI. I know somebody is probably going to hate me for this, but um, HR there's uh, a lot of effort and money being created into building the artificial intelligence that will match a person to a specific job without the need of people recruiting. The HR role will completely change. Every job is going to transform. Yeah. So what I, you know, there's, um, there's a company in Miami that is getting a lot of money to build the intelligence that will match people to the specific uh, house that they want, brokers, realtors. It's gonna take care of all of that. The person is gonna find the best mortgage, is gonna find the first, uh, the, the best person um, or, or find the home that they want. All of these jobs that are being done face-to-face -face, that are requiring this face-to-face, -face, they're, gonna, they're gonna go out. Let me just give you an example. What Amazon did to the retail industry, artificial intelligence in the digital transformation is going to do to every job that requires a, a person in the middle, the middleman. is the end of the middleman era. That's what I call it. The other thing that I don't think will change personally is, for example, Home Depot. When you go to Home Depot and you have this thing that you have to fix and there's a guy right there that specializes in pipes and how to fix pipes and toilets and whatever, that person, look at, look at what I'm saying. 
that person is going to always have a job. Why? Because he's an expert and if he knows how to do one thing that everybody wants to hear that person do, right? So the middleman will be eliminated, but the person with the expertise is going to always be needed. That special thing that that person does is always going to be needed and it's actually going to be highly demanded. So anything that has to do with being the middleman will be removed. The customer, think of it as the digital transformation, putting the product and the consumer just in a click of a button. So anything between that, anything that can be fabricated into a software will be created and is being created right now. It's so interesting. Like I, I have heard about the realtors um, and the amount of realtors it's insane, right? There's a lot of realtors and that way that, that it doesn't make sense, like how to pay that much money for something that can be done. Like, um, and so I can definitely see that in, in, in so many other jobs I also have heard of, um, AI taking over accounting, accounting, right? A lot of the tedious, um, bookkeeping accounting things could be done through AI, I've also heard of it for um, legal aids or uh, paralegals and other research that needs to be done for cases, right? As everything, all those cases go become digitalized and AI can say, can actually do all that research that might have taken 17 lawyers to do in one week, a, a, a computer can do it in, in a couple of minutes. So like, I think it's extremely interesting. And, and, and now when I'm reading about it, so I get a lot of my resources from The Economist, like a magazine is a, is a trade magazine. Um, they have a, a, a technology quarterly report and they talk about this a lot. And I find it very interesting because they think that, to your point, creativity and specialization are the way you avoid this and you become reset and you can recession proof your career. Correct, yes. I. Um... I, I, one thing that I want to add to this, because I think many people don't pay much attention, is robotic automation. When I say the word robotic automation, many people just look at it and think of it over robot. And it's not. Robotic automation is any, when you go into any company website and it says, hi, Jilda, how are you doing today? You know, all these bots that you're getting, yep. that's what robotic automation is. So what we're going to try to do is we're going to build the artificial intelligence that will be able to answer so many questions, but they're very th there are a lot of things that artificial intelligence will not and cannot take over. So I don't want to scare everybody to say, okay, and then what do I study? No, it's not that we're going to remove everybody from the workforce and it's going to be replaced by a robot, but what's going to happen is it's a consolidation of skills so if one person used to do one thing well now you're going to have one person doing five things okay because that one person no longer has to go through 36 excel spreadsheets because i created a bot that is going to go through those 36 excel sheets yeah now you're going to have to find that what the total is and analyze it based on the market status and what the whatever forecast of the next quarter is going to be to come up with a note. all of that that was usually transferred to the other person and the other person and the other person now is going to be all consolidated. Now you are going to have the job of the other person that didn't get upskilled and you're probably going to have the job of the other person because I automated their jobs. 
So how do you maintain yourself in the workforce? Because I think that's what most of your um, students and the people that are listening to this forecast are interested in. How do we survive this, right? So I talked to you in the beginning about jumping into the drivers, right? The drivers of the digital transformation market, the Google, the Microsoft, the AWSs. Yeah. Now, there are so many things in those environments that require absolute no computer science. If you can be a computer science major, or if you want to learn how to code, if you want to enter the digital transformation and build robots with us, then amazing, great. I, I'm here. Listen, I'm here to mentor you. But if you don't, if that's not what you're looking for, then learn to utilize through these drivers, their education academies on how to grow a business and how to help a business grow. Now with those skills, you can then go and find jobs for specifically the clients that are in the WSS and in the AWSs and the Microsoft and the, and the Googles. And that, unfortunately, my friend, Daniel, is not something that the school will teach. In other words, you mentioned just a minute ago, just a few minutes ago, that you thought that the best thing you could do is to stay in school for another year and learn some. I would say, no, I'm the kind of person, the least you can be in school, the better. Remember, the school is for you to learn your soft skills. That's it. Get out as soon as possible before you get out get an internship get an internship and start using those skills in the companies that you work for using and learning because that's what's going to get you to the next job but you have to be very focused so don't be hesitant about asking for help ask somebody that is in your area that is growing that specific google apps or or is doing um uh artificial intelligence and Microsoft or whatever you want to do, know what you want to do and mirror them, find out what they did, what classes they took, and then you yourself educate in that period of time while you're working in those internships on how to become good in that skill. None of the people that are experts right now knew what we wanted to do. None of us. We just jumped in the wagons or the drivers of technology. My first job was IBM. I worked for them for five years. When I started working for IBM, the job that I had didn't exist. I built my own job. I created my own job. And then I gathered more people that used to do my job and we became the experts on that. That's what you need to do. So that's the, when the digital transformation moves so fast, you got to jump in the wagon. You cannot be, because going back to school and trying to learn skills that a school is teaching you is not going to get you. It's like walking instead of jumping in that wagon or in that driver. You have to jump with the driver. The driver knows where it's going. You are still not sure. That's amazing. That's amazing. Um, I can't believe it's already been over 30 minutes. So before we end this podcast, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself and kind of what made you so passionate about this particular topic? So I started in technology 20 years ago, working for IBM. I had an amazing career. I love what I do. One day I stood up in a conference of women in technology and there was no more Latinas. I was the only one, 800 women. I was the only Latina. That day I realized that it wasn't gonna be on my clock that 
we were not going to have more Latinas in the technology area that I'm in, which is the data engineering. So I started mentoring women. I started finding people way before they graduated college so that I can mentor them so that when they get out to college, they can start focusing their careers. I kind of just gave them a window of where they could be and they can choose where they want to go. So most of what I do through Latinas and data and through my volunteer help is trying to open that window and show people the tools. And uh, by the way, I have a I have a presentation on Thursday called Surviving Women in Technology, the Survival Kit, because it's important to have those tools in order to be able to climb the mountain of technology for women. So I want to give you those tools because I I got it, you know, I, I got to I got to go to the mountain. I am a manager at Deloitte. I, I work with amazing technology. I love what I do. This is this is something that Trust me, if you don't like climbing the mountain, then just stay down there because it's a rough terrain and I need to teach you exactly where to go. So I started doing this and it gave me a lot of um, a purpose. So I feel like I, I do my job during the day and at night I get to do what I'm passionate about, which is helping other Latinas and helping the Latino community move through this digital transformation, hopefully with the least amount of uh, of people getting laid off. Amazing. So thank you so much uh, for coming to the podcast, sharing your knowledge. What is the best way, if students listening to this want to connect with you, what is the best way for them to do so? I am part of a, um, I would say it's, a, it's, it's brand new. We're working on a nonprofit organization called Digi Digital Leaders Now. Um, I, I don't have the website, but I provide you the website uh, another time, but it's pretty much a, an organization that is looking to help in every area of the Latino community, starting from the elementary, middle school, high school, because that is the foundation that we need to then bring them into the college computer science programs, then helping them with mentoring into the careers. And if they want to be entrepreneurs, grow themselves as entrepreneurs. I think it is about time. And that is why it's called Digital Leaders Now. It is about time that Latinos understand what they are capable of. And if we don't give them the tools from the beginning of their career, from the beginning of childhood all the way until the entrepreneur, the, the whole way they are, we're going to miss a lot. So we're working and creating this nonprofit. Um, it's only halfway there. I can provide you the website, but if not, then just find me on LinkedIn as Latinas and data, Instagram, Latinas and data, Twitter, Latina underscore DBA, or you can find me in, um, TikTok, Latinas and Data. Love it. I'll have all those links um, in the show notes if you're interested. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for coming and speaking on this important topic. You are amazing. And for everybody else listening, catch you guys on the next episode. Thank you. Bye. You've been listening to the Mastering College to Career podcast. We hope that you enjoyed the show. In an age of short attention spans, this speaks volumes about you. To ensure you never miss an episode, please subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. 
If you use Apple Podcasts, we'd love for you to give us a quick rating for the show. Just tap the number of stars that you think that the podcast deserves. Until next time, catch you guys on the next episode.